Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a part in which we challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. You were trying to distract me, and it didn't work. <laughs> I hope that comes through in the audio. Yeah, that's right, people. We are a positive film podcast that has turned our uh, gimmick into a drinking game in which anytime we say anything negative about really anything, but specifically about this film, you're going to hear this sound. That means we are going to drink. So for those of you kids who somehow got around your parents' parental settings, we are yeah. drinking beer. This is a beer drinking podcast. So kids. Well, you know, that's that's why we're doing this movie, because the one thing, well, the one audience we haven't really cracked is, you know, the kids, you know, 8 to 12 market on our kids. swearing drinking <laughs> podcast. The kids 8 to 12 who just want to listen to a podcast and drink yeah. beer. <laughs> so pour yourselves a glass and uh, let's sit back and talk about the only speedster who can go to Hawaii without getting fucking arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a little coincidental there that uh hawaii where the wedding is just happens to be a pivotal pivotal yes. plot point later in the movie okay I, I did i did giggle but anyway yeah so we're specifically talking about sonic 2 but we should well first things first this just came out right so this is yes. the beginning of april 2022 in case you're listening to this in the future maybe your kids made you watch this maybe somehow you had to get the paramount plus <laughs> subscription the same way everybody was basically basically baited into getting their disney plus subscription and somehow you found sonic one and or two and you're listening to us here this just came out we were debating between doing this and michael bay's ambulance with jake gyllenhaal ambulance did not do particularly well at the theater and sonic 2 did so we ended up making the really good choice yeah broke records broke records do, do you have the numbers because i actually have the numbers here Nope. Uh, I knew you'd have the numbers, so I didn't. I didn't oh, that's good. You knew I'd be so prepared. Yeah. Uh, I well, do the socials. You do the numbers. That's right. So this, so the first movie, we're gonna we're gonna touch on Sonic One a little bit because I just watched it for the first time, and Dave, you watched half of it for the first time. Yeah, I, I got halfway through it, and I had to leave the house, and so I just never went back, and I, I so I went back this weekend. Way to budget your time correctly. Okay, so this movie yeah. came out um, around Valentine's Day, twenty twenty. So for those of you who know your history. Uh, that was about a month before all the theaters shut down. So it made $142 million in its first month domestically, the original movie. And it did well overseas, but then it, you know, got shut down like everything else. So yes. Sonic 2, it was obviously going to happen. It did happen. It might be Jim Carrey's last movie. Who knows? Probably not, because um, I will, we'll get to that. I Yeah. He, I wonder if the people involved with Sonic were like, wait, excuse me, did you just say you're retiring? We might or we might not be done with you. We'll see. Um, I feel like I feel like they're in a good place. I mean, yeah, if he if he does retire. But we'll discuss that later. Yeah, we'll get to the spoilers later. Hint, tease, tease, tease. So this movie made $71 million domestically in its opening weekend. So just to, for comparison, that is ten, that is eight times as much as Michael Bay's movie. Sorry, Michael Bay. Actually, nine times as much. So sorry. Um, and it's better than its original opening in 2020, which was $58 million. Um, And that is the second biggest opening of the year after The Batman. And that is the fifth biggest opening since theaters reopened, including Spider-Man, including all the Marvels. This is the fifth biggest domestic opening <laughs> in a year. <laughs> so Sonic 2, people, we are ready to go. And they really wanted to get to, I think, $600 million worldwide, uh, which it could very well do because it's already got 140 globally. So hmm. fuck, man. So there you go. Paramount and Paramount Nobody saw that coming. Now, really quick, we also have to say for those of us, those of our listeners listening in real time morbius dave last week i said that morbius outperformed its expectations at 39 million and you were like i can't wait to see the week two drop off 
It fell down yes. 74% to 10 Ouch. million, which I believe is the second oh. ever worst drop off for a movie that made $35 million. What was the worst? The Love Guru? Uh, Hellboy 2. <laughs> Hellboy 2. <laughs> no, sorry. Ride Along 2. Oh, wow. And I can see Hellboy 2 doing it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> The buzzes are real, people, and we're really drinking. Okay, but anyway, let's get into let's get into the Sonics here. So, really quick to catch us up in what's going on here, Sonic One. What were, what are just some initial thoughts of Sonic One before we get into Sonic Two? So, uh, Sonic One for me was a little bit of a slow, like a slow burn. Um, they got through the initial scene, and then when it settled down into the story and what like what it was, um, I feel like it got a lot better. Um, so like Sonic one did not grab me from the get go, probably why I watched half of it. Then went back and had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. You made it sound like you were, you had somewhere to be, but now it might be, you just had somewhere else you would rather be. <laughs> okay. But I didn't oh, say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I want to buzz you so bad, but, but your overall takeaway from Sonic one, did you leave after seeing the final, the final thing ready to go see Sonic two? I, I actually quite enjoyed Sonic one. What was it that stood out for you besides just, just, just the base of the story? I mean, it was kind of fun, but it will also like Sonic, Sonic one, the cheese factor. And like the, the fact that it is a kid's movie gets like telegraphed. Yeah. So like a little bit to the point that if you're an older audience member, um, they're not really catering for you, which is a bad thing. If you're releasing this in cinemas where, you know, the moms and dads have got to sit through it as well. Oh, they really wanted these moms and dads to have a good time. They really did. <laughs> Hence the PG rating, unlike the Disney's G ratings for a lot of their movies. And they did the Uncharted and um, and Deadpool opening, where they opened with the action scene to basically promise you that action is coming to that very point. Dave. <laughs> yeah. They literally opened with like the last battle, not even like the middle midway battle like some of these movies like Uncharted kind of did. It was yeah. literally like the final battle they opened with. And then it was like, hey, how did I get into this battle? And it's like, well, I'll take 45 minutes. You won't see much action yeah. outside of it's that like, one little. Hi, like, everybody's home. everybody who's writing a script in film school right now. Uh, yeah. Sonic one. But these are hard. I mean, we're going to talk about we'll talk about Halo and then what we've been recommending for the week, because now that I have the Paramount Plus so that I could watch Sonic, I saw that video game things. It's like nobody. Well, people do play video games for the story, but I never played Sonic for the story. So like, I, I play was, video games for the story. Well, nowadays we do, I guess. But when Sonic came out, it was it was in color because it was on Sega Genesis when um, Nintendo Game Boy was black and white. And it was mm. just like kind of like Donkey Kong. It was like running through the woods. It had really more fast. than eight colors, which yeah, was great. <laughs> <laughs> more than eight colors i didn't um i didn't it's the truth well whatever you fuck yourself my brother had the sega and i had the game boy growing up so whenever it got dark outside he could still play his and i was screwed to just think <laughs> to just dream like he got to play this but we didn't like it wasn't the same it wasn't whatever whatever they just fucking ran through the woods so i was really worried that the story would tank this movie and you know what sold it for me there was a breastfeeding joke in the first movie. There was a there was a colonoscopy joke in the first movie. There yep. is James Marsden saying that he wants to move to San Francisco because he wants to be in some life and death situations. <laughs> now he's a police officer, but still, most pretty, people you get bored out in the country. Come on, 
most <laughs> most people they they do want to do things, but I don't think they want to be in a gunfight necessarily. Maybe one to say you did yeah. it, but he's like, yeah. I want to go to San Francisco and I want to save someone's life, perhaps at the risk of my own. <laughs> I was very surprised by that, um, but I ultimately came away feeling pretty pretty damn good, pretty damn good. Hmm. Also, and then the we get thing, to. The whole thing happened because he was really lonely. It was really a bucket list friendship movie, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And then All we right. get to Sonic 2. All right. So Sonic 2. Let's read the plot. Let's read the description here. You ready? This is on IMDb. When the manic Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles, the echidna, echidna, Sonic mm-hmm. and his new friend Tails is all that stands in their way. What do you think about Sonic 2? I I was a little worried because um, <laughs> okay. we started just with, it was just Jim Carrey in the first five minutes and it was just him being zany, but he's he's more mellow zany. And I was like, oh, I hope this is going to work. And then as soon as they introduced Knuckles and moved on from that point, I was like, I am all in. Like, this like it's the same directing and writing team. They added one writer, I think, for this one. But this this Sonic Two should be the manual on how to write a movie for kids. I had such a fucking good time in this thing. It was amazing. No shit. Yeah. Well, what, what really? Well, set also up fun fun story. Sorry. Um, I I when I was scrolling down looking for a session, I didn't realize I'd scrolled off the Dolby Cinema because you know I'm fucking bougie. <laughs> I go and see them with that, and plus also you you go to the the more expensive ones. The people shut up in the movie. Yeah. But I accidentally booked one on floor six of Times Square. <laughs> that you know, that's that floor you dare not speak its name when you go up there. Um, so I've gone into Cinema Nineteen, <laughs> Shit. and I've sat in D row because I thought I was booking the one that had all the space at the front. And so I'm sitting there, and there's every the whole audience is behind me. I'm in the I'm the front person in the theater, <laughs> so all I can see is like the top of my fucking bald head sticking over the thing. This this guy's there by himself. Everyone's probably the like, listeners don't know what your hairline looks like. I know, but they're probably thinking, "Wow, is that guy masturbating?" Or like, but Whoa. anyway, um, <laughs> oh, the people in the movie theater are thinking that. Sorry. Not the people at home listening to this podcast. They are very clear on the fact that you're not. Yeah, this microphone's very sensitive. They thought you were Jack um, Nicholson in The Departed. The people in the movie theater. <laughs> And anyway, so there's an audience behind me of kids and their parents, and the kids were going nuts. <laughs> you were in front of them, that's funny. Yeah, the kids, and, yeah. which which was great. Like all the ki- these kids, like you could hear these kids. And the funny thing happened, like because normally I I hate people talking in the movie. Like I hate it if you're sitting there talking in the movie, it pisses me off. It's like I'm here to watch a movie. Shut up, and watch the movie. Not with this film. These yeah. kids saw some shit and they wanted to talk about it. They don't have it in a monologue. Their parents like shh. And I'm, I'm I felt like standing up going, don't shush them. They've just seen something fucking awesome and they want to communicate it. <laughs> like they have no inner monologue. This is the only thing they have to get it out. Yeah. And that's great. But the best thing about it was these kids are reacting to this stuff and then they do this right really deep sonic reference and then mums and dads are like yeah (laughs) and and it was bouncing between the two so i don't know if i've had more fun with the audience behind me or what was happening on screen but either way it would like go and see this with with like a a full of families i would highly recommend it because soon because they've all seen it this is perfect because you've they've hit just at the time when the entire generation that was like playing this game and played all like as many of them as they could They've dropped the movie when those guys now have kids. They go, the kids are liking that. And then they're getting all the Sonic references and all the like 90s pop culture references. Like all the music is for the mums and dads. 
True. No, not even kidding. Like every every pop culture reference in this film is for the mums and dads. All the action is for the kids. And it works. It works beautifully. And I had such a good time. Everybody in my theater had such a good time. I just, yeah, it was gush, fucking gush. amazing. Oh. The gush alarms. Got him. <laughs> it was really good. I really had a great time. That's really I actually, fun. I walked out in a much better mood than I went in because <laughs> I realized I'd stuffed up my theater booking. I completely agree. I had a fantastic time. And actually, I'm surprised you said that about the opening because I watched this opening and I was like, thank God they're getting to it. Like, we have the setup. We're ready to go. He's, we know he's going to get off the island, but like, yeah. they did it. I thought it was a pretty clever way of doing it. He's making mushroom coffee. A little stupid. Maybe the kids don't care, but we got to see some cool I mean, mushrooms. The device was cool. Yeah, and he then, sets up a Rube Goldberg device at the beginning, and, and then yeah. he like Home Alone's got nothing on those booby traps he set up all over. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to get as many '90s references as possible in here, um, and then I mean my theater went nuts when they we we knew Knuckles was coming because he was in the yeah. after credit scene I believe of the first movie. Uh, we we knew Knuckles was coming, and yeah. he's my, in the I mean, trailer. Those yeah, those kids were going insane just as soon as they saw <laughs> Knuckles, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And and then the Knuckles reveal with the and then there was a pretty quick conflict. I was actually really surprised by that. I was like, "Yeah, oh my gosh!" I'm trying not to spoil anything yet. We'll get into spoilers later, but I was like, really right away, we, we have Jim Carrey coming back, Doctor Robotnik, and then immediately like going to fuck some shit up with Sonic. Like I was like, holy shit! We're 15 minutes in, and we got yeah. It's we're flying. I thought I thought it was really really good use of that, and we got to see Sonic go full Batman because that was again my one thing with the first movie is he mm-hmm. was running for fun, but also it was he was really sad. <laughs> he was yeah. a little depressed while he was running around. Whereas this movie, he was he was putting it to good use, and they and I, I was mean, like, this, okay, this is Batman Spider Man, and then they made the Batman this joke. Is, so. Yeah, this is this is his Peter Parker movie. Like, I was this surprised is... they made the Batman joke instead of the Spider-Man joke because he seemed way more a Spidey to me. But that's just yeah. That's maybe just maybe they knew when it was going to come out and they were like, yeah, let's not touch that. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Although yeah, they, they decided to come out right after the Batman. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Yeah. So I I completely agree. I thought this was I thought it was so so fun. I thought the whole thing the the, the reviews are kind of mixed, but we're, the more we think about reviewers, the the Less well, we like well, I mean, well, the thing is also, when you think about it, most of these reviewers are doing what we did. They're going to it by themselves. It's true. And they're just sitting there watching the movie. They're not gay. Like, they, they're probably not in a theater with, like, a fan, like, full of families and kids behind them, which, again, <laughs> raised my enjoyment level of this movie tenfold. That's true. That's 100% true. I've done that before. I, I forget when it was, but I, I went to a press day of, oh, you know what it was? It was uh, the five-year engagement, that movie. I don't know how wow. I got tickets, but I got. I, we went and they, they said, we want young people to laugh because we invited the press. <laughs> I was like, okay. And actually, yeah. I saw it so early that there was a, um, a Katniss joke that they removed and put in a, no, there was a Pocahontas joke with the archery and they put in the Katniss joke because I guess it came out around the hungry, whatever. Anyway, so I, yeah, I'm surprised I bet that, that Pocahontas joke didn't test well. Cause if they saw, if, 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 um, <laughs> certainly not during the, not during the 2016 presidential campaign. Um, I'm surprised that, um, that's, that if, if they didn't see it with kids, because if you saw this with kids, you have like the Rotten Tomatoes meter, like it has to automatically be fresh as soon as you say every single family loved this movie. So what, what, yeah. who's, what is the reviewer well, supposed I'm, to say? I'm, it's bad? I'm wondering, are, this, are these reviewers like, are they, are they just like reviewing the film or do they take into account an audience's reaction to it? Because if you if it's just your job to go and see these movies, you're not really in the mood to see it. It's a kid's movie. You go in there with the wrong attitude. Like I, I came out of, I went and saw, um, 
Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier. Hated it. I went, but I went just it, after some bad stuff had happened. I went to distract myself. I was in the wrong frame of mind to, to mind to watch it, and I hated the film. It wasn't until later when I rewatched it, I was like, "This is awesome!" And how important it is to the series. Like you didn't, yeah. you didn't need an Avengers movie to get them all together. I thought, yeah, that's so funny. You said that during our franchise face-off. I forgot that you had that experience. Mm. Hilarious. Um, but again, it's it's you know your your mood going in can affect it. You and. Like yeah. the the experience isn't just what's on the screen. The experience is what everyone else is experiencing around you. It's a collective. And I don't think they're taking that into account when they review it. I shame was, on them. Yeah, shame on them. Reviewers. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> I'm super impressed in this movie because I always use Stranger Things as the example. Now kids tend to like seasons one and two of Stranger Things more, I have found in my experience of um talking with kids because Mm -hmm. it scales up everything just gets bigger but for me i watch it and i'm like man they don't know what to do with these kids like they had the perfect they had the perfect um algorithm so to speak of what kids should do what but then all of a sudden it's like dusty goes to radio camp and now he can like hack the russians and it's like okay and then it's like steve needs steve works ice cream place so it's like that you can tell they're just like trying to figure out how to get all of these kids a job to do when really like all they need is 11 to just fuck some shit up. Um, so with this movie, I was worried about that. Like Adam Pally, I, I think Adam Pally is really great as Wade, the local sheriff. And you never want, it's hard. Comedy's hard when you have to play dumb, when you have to play mm. below your intelligence he line. Did, he did much better in this one than one. Yeah. In one, it was annoying. Well, and, and honestly, I was like, oh, come on. I, I kind of have to agree with Jim Carrey too. Not that I didn't like Jim Carrey in one, but I saw something online that was like Jim Carrey does an impression of himself. And it was a sonic interview. And I wonder if either Jim presented that himself or if the interviewer presented it himself. Like he is kind of doing 90s Jim Carrey in this. And that's such like a movie person thing to say because he's just trying mm-hmm. to play this character. But he in that first movie, he was like, I am not keeping this even killed i am on a different plane i'm from a different planet like i he's not from a different planet the character but like he he stands out so much i don't know how everybody else in the movie didn't go are we fucking up right now because everybody else is just being normal and jim carrey (laughs) is being a a madman but in this movie he had so much to do every time he was on screen that i Mm. felt like it was it was really smooth i felt like it was a smoother performance than the first it was it was definitely um yeah it was definitely a subtler performance and i like that yeah. Um, so that when he did get his sinister turns, it was you like they almost made him kind of likable. So oh, that yeah. when he t- yeah when he turned, it was like because there were a couple of turns in there you were you might not have expected. You I mean you were always expecting it from like Robotnik, but yeah, I, I can't t- say too much without getting into spoilers on that. Well, we like this movie a lot, so why don't we just go ahead and say to I just, everybody? I do just want to point out like in this one. Because uh, it had, I think, uh, was twenty five million more in the budget. They did not scrimp on the special effects. <laughs> the visual effects in this are fucking amazing yeah. and epically huge. Uh, I looked it up. There are sixteen VFX companies. Companies. Companies worked on this. Sixteen visual effects companies worked on. It. They went nuts with this thing. I mean, I get well, it. You've got like at least three, the three main characters are entirely CG. And then you've got all those giant set pieces that they have to render out as well. A lot of water simulations. There was a lot of stuff going on. How good do you feel about yourself if, as a company, you have a VFX company and they're like, great, we're going to give you one sixteenth of the job we need done. <laughs> Why well, that, it- no, that, that happens all the time because oh, they, yeah. they can't it, like these things. One frame of a water simulation could take, you know, four hours to render. 
How about an avalanche coming through a interdimensional ring? Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna say it doesn't. I don't think it takes quite as long as a water simulation, actually. <laughs> just oh, interesting. I'm just I'm just gonna get out of my system. A little bit of a convenience thing with the Siberia to Hawaii travel. I still don't know how the how you get the ring afterwards. Does the ring just disappear? Does it stay in one dimension or the other? So I, there's still some like of the sciencey things. I don't know how he built that robot in an instant, but at the same time, I feel like these Marvel movies do that too, where they yada yada some of the science. So I'm, in all things considered, I feel like they had just the right amount of explaining and just the right amount of guys. It's a kids movie. Let's have some fun. I was fun. I was also curious about whether he does get the rings back or whether that's a limited resource. And he always loses the rings, but yeah. I mean, but but when you use it, like when you actually yeah, does go it go through away? The planet, like uh, that's the one thing we've never actually really had discussed in these movies okay i have one more beef though to air out and again i don't care but why is it in the first movie they said he goes 296 miles an hour and yet later in the movie <laughs> he basically does bullet time but he, he does a full quicksilver he does a full quicksilver where uh-huh. he's, he slows time down to one You'd, okay million. he's he's playing with the cop He's, he just wants to... He wants He's to playing go, with him. Okay, yeah, he wants, he wants attention. He's been following him around. He likes to go and play with him. That's how he has his fun. Then he, to play with him, he slows down enough so that the radar freaks out. Do you feel bad for the old man that he's that Sonic is tormenting him in the first he movie? Got, he got his vindication at the end. <laughs> it's like... He did at the end. At the end, finally. All right. Um, yeah. It's right, so let's, funny. Yeah, let, we'll spoil it. We're going to do some let's, spoilers. Uh, we're going to do some spoilers. So, yeah, go and watch this movie. And if you want to hear all the other fun stuff we're about to come out with, then uh, by all means, come back. It's so funny in this movie because there is some plot, but they just like, it's so, the action really is a lot of the plot in this movie. You know, like they don't, I feel like they are talking a lot mm. to explain things, but they I mean, this do this is it. a big Sonic story too, the, the Green Emerald, which is what they cover in this, in this movie. So it's a, it's a big Sonic story. Is so that like, right? yeah, I feel like they kind of dismissed the humans, which was great. That's what I mean. Um, That's what I mean. The, like when they end up in Siberia and they're about to get like thrown in the fire and they, they call for something like, something and it turns out to be a dance-off and i was like okay this is uh, this is awkward the guy with the tattoo on his chest cracked me up but i'm like okay this is <laughs> this is kind of weird they're not doing well and then it just kicked into them dancing off with their like i again i was moment of joy i was pissing myself <laughs> laughing what was that called when when she tails i keep saying she for tails because it's a female voice but when tails says oh it's a siberian tradition yeah, what is it called? It begins with a B. It begins with a B. I thought the same thing, where everybody clears away and they move yeah. the tables. And I was like, the bars I go to suck. Like that <laughs> that bar seems so much more fun. Oh my god. I, I mean, I'd stretch before you go in, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to do yoga. I, but I mean, come on, the guy's tattoo on his chest was of the pose he was doing when he yes. revealed the tattoo. Like that is so funny. That's why I pissed myself laughing. That was that was good. Um. I want to. I want to say, and I wish I could have credited it earlier without ruining. But the wedding scene in the middle, Natasha Rothwell, the sister so who, play, who plays the sister, hated her in the first movie mainly because her whole premise was you need to divorce him, but it yeah. never says why. It doesn't say why she hates him or anything. So she just comes across as a little bitter, and if for lack of a better word, a bit bitchy. Not her fault, and right? It, it the, was the, a script the, thing. Yeah, it was a script thing. This time. We get to the wedding scene and she she's pulled him in already and said, you ruined my wedding, I'll end you. And, of course, shit goes horribly wrong. And then it, the wedding is ruined and then it turns out the wedding was a complete forgery and it's all a setup and the guy she th- thought she was marrying is an agent. 
from that point on, she owns the next 10 minutes of this movie. So she good. just she went to town, like had her own soundtrack, some shit with a golf cart. She got her hands on <clears> weapons. <throat> it was amazing. She shouldn't have dropped that gun and just walked away with it because it's a very powerful thing. You should probably keep it close. But when she yeah. used it and hit the cake, when she had like the, um, <laughs> uh, what, what's, what was his title of this guy? The commander, Commander Walters tied yeah. up. And he's he's like, is that even real? And she's like, is it real? And she shoots the cake and it explodes. And she's like, whoa! And it's like, it was so, I'm 100%, I'm 100% with you. Yeah, I'm, she she just owned 10 minutes of this movie. I still think, I, look, Jim Carrey's great. I love the character thing. They left it a little open-ended of whether or not he's dead, of course. You know, these kinds well, of things. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was an ambiguous ending. Um, that The obscure death is as old as time. Yeah. But, again, there there was, he might, re- you, you stayed for the mid credit scene, right? Yeah. 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 So they, the, they the have went, their villain. The kids went nuts. Oh, yeah. The dads went nuts in my theater. So, yeah. Funny. That was, uh, and I was like, because at first it, well, it wasn't 100% clear. And I'm like, is that what I did? Oh, my God, it is. So, so yeah, they're, they're heading for number three. And I think given the response to this one, they'll get it. I Back, oh, I mean, for sure, especially if they get to their four or five, six hundred million dollars. Um, back to back to the dance off scene. Yeah. In my, my music classes, I teach this elementary ed music twice a week. It's what I do. And this, I, I was doing the woodwinds, like teaching these kids, you know, fucking woodwinds. And I found <laughs> them, the woodwind section doing Uptown Funk. And I played it. I did it Thursday and Friday. I do the same class regardless of their grade. I'm just like, I'm going to do it and I'll just modify what I say. And on Friday, some kid was like, that was in the Sonic movie. And I had just seen Sonic 1. And I was like, huh, I guess it is. I don't remember that. This kid fucking saw Sonic on Thursday, like the day came out. The parents like went on Thursday night to go see this movie. And not only that, the kid remembered the next day. He's like, that's the song from the dance break. Like, I was like, holy why, shit, people why the power this- of music. Why is this kid not on our show tonight? Fuck John. Yeah, come on. His dad should pour him a beer. <laughs> I should have buzzed John, although I don't have his deck open. No, but um, but really, I will say though, the the hero for me in all of these movies is James Marsden. Even though obviously Sonic is amazing, but it's, he it's, is very grounding. It's it's very grounding. That's it. It's it's a tough role. I was making fun of like the him wanting to go to San Francisco thing before, but look, you need that in the storyline. You you can't. Just yeah, I don't know. It's 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 hard for them to do nothing. It's hard like to, for some Sonic of, to just come in. And, some and, of the dialogue is like where they get to the like the the family instance where they accept him as a family and that sort of thing. Some of that would be very hard to deliver in a heartfelt manner. It yeah. would come across as like just a little like a little fake. It would be very hard to like nail that. And he has no trouble at all with it. It's unbelievable. I mean, even the yeah. the the stuff that the stuff that you almost the. To put the audience at ease, when Sonic is by himself at the house while they're in Hawaii, which, by the way, I wonder if uh, the Department of Homeland Security is like, how the fuck do these people get to Hawaii? <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> yeah. But how cheap would travel be if you could just use those rings to get to Hawaii? I would be in Hawaii. Now. Honestly, Dave, I'd be in Hawaii right now filming this. Yeah, you, you would. Yeah. Instead of the virtual backgrounds, <laughs> you yeah. have to edit out the sound of the waves. <laughs> yeah, you um, just uh, you'd see me sitting there with just a bowl cocktail on the bottom of the. Oh my god, it'd be so great! As long as I knew how to get the ring after I used it to make sure that yeah. I don't lose it. Well, so I can get actually, back. actually, they must no, they must use lose it because he gave him another one to get back. Unless it just closes and drops to the floor where there, where it was. I need but answers. But then if you go through it, you lose it. I need answers. I still hate the oh, reviewers no. that hate this yeah. movie, but I want to know. I'm curious. No, but okay. Yeah. So anyway, so James... That's Mar- just something we need an answer to. That's that's not a floor of the film. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, James Marsden, when he's in Hawaii and he calls Sonic, and Sonic, by the way, 
apparently having fun is doing whatever the fuck he was doing, but it was definitely not kind to the house. And it was, he turned the living room into a bubble bath. And then he does things like, he's like, oh, I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting here having a good time. And all I need is James Marsden to say that one line that was like, you said that in a really suspicious way. I just hope whatever it is you're doing, you can undo it by the time we're back. And it was like, good. <laughs> It was like, good, because now I know you're not an yeah. idiot. Because sometimes in movies, they're just like, great. I, oh, also, I'm glad you're having fun. It's like, he's not a, he's not an idiot. And there yeah. is an exit plan for this. Sonic isn't going to destroy the house. He's going to undo it. Like, I, I just also, needed that. Hats off for sneaking in a risky business Tom Cruise slide into that, that film okay. as well. <laughs> Again, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I had all of the references. They had references. First of all, Ben Schwartz as Sonic kudos ben schwartz does the parks and rec joke where he goes she's the worst she's the worst which is a part it's a very obvious parks and rec <laughs> joke that is still like twitter and titness it's tiktok famous now because you know they take like audio famous audio from things and they put it on their videos so like you're the worst is, a, is like on tiktok now but it's a ben schwartz joke so he does it in this movie you have th- this is a very very specific reference Jim Carrey, when he presented a Golden Globe, does this bit where they introduce him as two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey. And he says at the end of it, he's like, I don't just dream any old dream. No, sir. I dream of being three-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey because then (laughs) I'd be enough. And then I can stop this desperate search. And in this movie, he says... Then I would be enough. He says that exact line. And I'm like, that is not by accident. They have like all of these little teeny tiny. So obviously they have mm. Star Wars references and they have other 90s references and stuff in there. But they have like deep cut references of the actors yeah. in these movies too. There I'm are surprised refer- there wasn't reference. a notebook joke. Honestly, that, the boat scene, they're probably, <laughs> when James Mars is on, on the boat, there probably isn't a notebook reference in there with the boat yeah. stuff. that I'd, People I'd will be finding that. references hidden in this for years. Good. And you know it's what? It's like the one that, that one, um, what was it? Disney's Moon Night this week. Somebody found that in the opening uh, episode, there's a QR code on the wall behind one of the art exhibits in the museum. If you put your phone up that QR code, it takes you to the, the comic book where Moon, Moon Night was introduced. <laughs> and then if you, the reflection in the window, if you use the, if you do that one, it takes you to like episode 10 of the comic book where something else was like, they love hiding these stuff in these movies now, and it's become a great thing. And I feel like we'll be finding stuff in this for years to come. Good, 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 good. I feel bad for yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino that they haven't done that in their that they haven't snuck QR codes in their movies. But <coughs> they gotta get with the times because I, I loved it in this movie. And the adult humor, I really think it's like I just can't get enough of it. I just I just had this like image on the wall. And you just see like Samuel Jackson's face. And he's like, I've had it with these motherfucking dots on these motherfucking wall. <laughs> Oh my god, they should. Ah, oh, that would be so 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 good. Everybody's getting this. Atika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski, James Marsden's wife, um, who's also what is she a nurse? Um, I that was unclear. I think I think she was a nurse. He turns to her. She at wasn't some a vet. Point. She wasn't a vet. He turns to her at no. some point, and I thought, there's, yeah, because um, I remember the line a bit in the first movie about no, I have smelling salts in my human. First aid kit. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's like, yeah, do you have animal smelling salts? No, um, I don't. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, Sonic, can Sonic run on water during the game? Or is that like something that that he can do um, like as a shortcut to something? Uh, I think you can if it's like level. If you fall on it, no. I can't oh, yeah. remember. I cannot remember. I haven't played those in so long. Yeah, I mean either. I should have brushed them off. Well, it's just it's, it's just a, it was a cool device because 
again, the last time when he was running, it was for fun, which is great to see him yeah. run for fun. But in the game, you collect things, like you have the missions. So I kind of felt like the first one, they kept it simple, which is fine. Mm. But if they didn't open with the action, I'd be like, where's the action? Well, he still he still wasn't at full power either in the first one. He, he didn't right. realize he could do that stuff either. He, he so didn't realize he, was, that he was could, a... didn't realize he could blow up a satellite just by running fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But in this movie, yeah, they he was that he was working he's working pretty hard mm. the whole time he was like, like i said they dismissed the union the, like the humans got dismissed for what yeah i want to say an hour of this film i have a feeling I, i'm not reading any of these reviews because they go you know fuck it like this is a good movie i don't care what they say but yeah i wonder if some of them got held up by the fact that the compass was in siberia and then the emerald just happened to be in hawaii right off the shore from where this outdoor wedding was I wonder if some of them were like, uh, I roll. How did he build the robots? I wonder if it's like those things that See, held up. I never even, I never even went there. That's, that's the thing. It was like, it, they, they actually had a line in there that established it was hundreds of miles offshore. Yeah. Like it wasn't near Hawaii. It was out in the and middle I, of the ocean somewhere. And I like the wedding thing can be cheap too, because it can be so like, oh, it wasn't real anyway, like kind of thing. But I'm mm. glad that they gave, your favorite character is so much room because it was I a little ridiculous. I am so happy they did that. If that avalanche that... didn't come, they would have gotten married and then it would have been yeah. a sham wedding. Like, so how, but unpacking that and unraveling that, like ultimately this is a kid's movie. So it, it was good that we were able to dodge the bullet, even if it was done in a movie way. I think that's totally fine. I thought that was Also, I, I can, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it was so good to see Morgan from Criminal Minds doing that role. Is that, um, is the he, husband is... to be the, the groom? Criminal Minds. I, I was trying to place him. Yeah. I was like, I swear this yeah, guy. Yeah, he was in Criminal Minds for like 12 years. He was one of our favorite characters. He was like, every time the, the perp was running away and needed to be tackled, you knew he ran in that guy's direction. Shamar He was Moore. fucking tackling. He spent like, yeah, yes. He spent like, how do I forget that? He spent like 10 years literally just tackling perps and de- like delivering quips. It was the best career ever. You know what? I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I think he... You know, my, my mom, like, DVRs these shows. So I'm sure I saw either Criminal Minds or SWAT. Because he was on SWAT, too. Yeah. That is how you make money, people. <laughs> you do Criminal Minds for 15 <laughs> years and SWAT for five. It was might yep. still be going on. He was also a soap guy for a while. They had a, a beach volleyball scene that almost put Top Gun to shame as far as, yeah. like, <laughs> just a bunch of muscle. Yeah, the only thing dudes, missing was like, just a little more oil and lighting. Yeah. <laughs> but again, um, James Marsden handled that situation really well, where he took the beating. Yeah. The guys on his team left him alone, and then he was. Even though James Marsden, by the way, is a very attractive, very fit person, so he should in no way feel inferior to anybody. <laughs> he somehow does, and it makes every other actor on the planet wonder why they haven't given up yet. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. When we got to the uh, the point where, like, we've we've gone through the temple that they find, um, which is yeah. like underwater, and like this. Traps going off everywhere. They finally get to the point. There's the big little betrayal. Little Robot- there, of course. Come on. Yeah, right? little, of course. Yeah, you can't do it without it. Uh, Robotnik gets the the gem and becomes fucking super Robotnik. And he's at the point where thoughts become reality. And he, fi- he goes back to the town and the army turns up to try and stop him. And he walks out and literally starts disassembling the tanks. And, like, it literally, like, these tanks just explode into their component form and drift off. And, like, then a train does it and a car does it. And I can just picture the poor effects guys going, I'm sorry, you want to you wanna explode how many things in the component form? Well, fuck that. I'm not seeing my family for four months, am I? 
Like that would have taken so long. I know they reuse some of the components because some of them are small enough you can cheat and do that. But again, just to create a, th- usually when you create a 3D model, you create the shell and anything that can be seen. They had to create the internal components of this thing so yeah. that when it popped apart, you could see all of the pieces. And that was so much work for, I mean, it was necessary. It was great. It was an awesome effect and they used it a lot. But then that's how the big robot got built by, from all those components. But yeah, I just picture the poor bloody effects guys going, oh, fuck me. We've got to, like, I've got hours and hours and hours of like just making tiny, fiddly little pieces and then we got to jam it all together in a model um i feel like it comes up a lot oh shit my monitors went off hopefully that didn't mess up uh my recording's still going <laughs> on but hopefully it didn't mess up my frames for you to edit dave my monitor it just i hate it it just goes dark wait let me make sure this is going people you it's are going listening dark. to Jeff's going oh, dark. It's, it's good no it, it's i'm still going i just hope you might have to sync that up later line this up People live. We're, we're starting a we're, 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 yeah. We're starting a GoFundMe for uh, Jeff's computer. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I have four months to get a student discount, so help me out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, to that to that point, I, I've been in writing classes and stuff, and and you know, I always want to be in the meetings when decisions are made. I want to be in the room where it happens. So they say. Yeah. They say write big, write the mm. story, just write story, write what you want, and then worry about the reality of it later but you don't want to sell yourself short because then you could be missing an opportunity down the road. Can you imagine being in the room where they were like, please, is there any other way? Can he just use a tree? Like, why does he need to, no, why do we need to I, take the inside of the tank apart? That's the funny thing about visual effects guys. Though. They will look at that and go, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Uh, like they, they won't, it won't, it's not actually like a case of oh, fuck. I won't see my film. So, I mean, a couple of them might, but most of these guys, like it's like improv. The first answer is yes. Well, luckily, and then they'll, they'll provide you with something, and yeah, it's usually amazing. They've gone above and beyond. Like, so, well, if they're going to these effects houses, I imagine they say, "Give us a quote," right? Don't you think? I yeah. Are they handing them? Are they handing them an offer right away? Or are they saying, "We want this robotic sequence to be done entirely by your house"? Um, you have you, six no, months. They, they kind of put it out. Uh, we we want uh, disassembly of a tank and this shot and this shot, and they bid for the shots. The effects companies bid. That's why you end up with 16 of them. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just, I guess it's kind of like building a house where you have the person tile the bathroom and you have the other person do the deck. And Yeah, I mean, it's it's a common practice. Like, no, it's very rare that, like, just one visual effects house is working, except, you know, everything everywhere all at once. It just had seven guys. <laughs> we'll so, still never figure it out. Wait, I want to yeah. gush. We want to gush them. We love them so much that we're mentioning the, them in the a different is, movies. The podcast. world is gushing them right now. They're getting gushed to fuck very deservedly. They're expanding that <laughs> release right now too. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else about time? I mean, I just love this movie. I, I, I almost want to redo this podcast when we see it on TV. When we could write down all of the things <laughs> that are happening. Um, we'll, ho- we'll do a special broadcast with just just the references. Hopefully people still listening were just like, I just like this movie and I want to spend some more time thinking about it because it's just fucking fun. The boating yeah. scene, I gotta, that boating scene was really, really fun where it's like you have to have like the sappy thing. So you just have Sonic asleep. Like it just, yeah. like they just, they handle these things. They handle these things really well. The Sonic trying to yeah. pretend like he's falling asleep, which is a little, like I said, um, this, this, wait, is, that's the, a, um, that's a, this is the benchmark. 
That's uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? I mean, a lot of people do like the fake asleep thing. But oh, the yeah, oh, the, don't come in. No, I'm really sick. Yeah, the, the tape recorder and everything was straight up Ferris Bueller's. Yeah, that that actually happened. <laughs> it's exa- and then and I then, got that straight away. That was well, yeah, it was so funny. I that's mean, a huge '80s throwback. Like that's that's gone way back. Just, I mean, they they stuffed as many into this thing as possible. Maybe it helped. Yeah. It, it probably made it more fun well, to write. No, you you they, can tell they the people who wrote that, this movie had fun. I'm sorry. They you could tell that there was fun. It was not a job. They didn't do this for hmm. money to fund their their other project. They actually genuinely had fun with this. I wonder if they knew Ben Schwartz because I feel like he's the kind of person that just like knows funny people in LA. And I wonder if they were like, "We, I want to do, I'm going to do a she's the worst joke." Just so you know, <laughs> TikTok will love it. Like, I they just seemed like they had fun. Yeah, it, it seemed like everyone was having fun in this. It, whatever whatever they did, it just gelled. I'm coming back and, to Adam Pally, man. He had so much fun as Wade. That's such a small role. And he's like, you know, I've done so many TV shows. Like, I never get to see myself on a fucking... They didn't get to, they didn't get IMAX, by the way, because a fucking ambulance got IMAX. But they got D- Dolby Digital. They have Prime, yeah. whatever that is. I, I wanted to go to Prime just to see what it was. Uh, Prime is when you don't have a Dolby mix, but you still want to charge people 20 bucks for a ticket. Glad I saw it in Dolby. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But I bet you he, like... Adam Pally's role, it didn't need any visual effects at all, except for maybe when he saw the um, the workplace. we got to shout this guy out, the guy that's obsessed with Robotnik. It's, I love it, because in the first movie, you always wonder why these yeah. suits are just following around these, like, abusive leaders, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, in this one, they were just like, he's obsessed with them. It's like, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, Lee Mad- Like, he's planning his outfits in between, like, evil do deeds yeah he's just like picturing yeah he's picturing his like avatar like stuff like yeah that's agent stone the coffee maker slash uh i don't know double agents like for the dark side anyway this is really fucking fun um anything you're looking forward to for number three besides that incredible villain reveal and I mean, maybe jim Carrey yeah will come out shadow shadow i i, I don't I mean, you might see what i'd love to see them do is a full shadow thing like shadow hedgehog um and then jim carrey appearance at the end it's like haha psych we've got another movie with robotnik i mean they should they should and maybe like jim, would, maybe jim carrey wants to retire but he could still like acting in something that he wants to, do you know what i mean like i feel like there's a yeah. way of retiring but just not doing the scene if fucking tom brady can do it jim carrey can do it <laughs> hilarious like i actually think daniel day lewis is done but like jim carrey doesn't want to do talk shows and stuff but i think he would do sonic 3 like come on I think he would too. But, but la- my last especially, thing, about- especially since the response to this has been so good. My last thing about Except this for is some like, dickhead critics. These kinds of movies, <laughs> Alec Guinness is always going to be Obi Wan Kenobi, no matter what other things he did on stage, no matter his other screen performances. He's always going to be Obi Wan, and then the rest of the things. Sometimes you have to do these kinds of movies, and then it introduces you to a complete generation. Like James Marsden has always been kind of like a heartthrobby person. He's played JFK. He actually pulled off. I think I've only ever seen this in a love story where the person's going to leave the, the, like the, the relationship. And you're like, you know what? You'd probably be better off if you left. <laughs> we all love Ryan Gosling. We know she, why she stayed, but she would have had a pretty damn good life with James Marsden. All I'm saying in the note. So like, he's, he's, he's been this heartthrob forever. And mm. now he's like, it's a perfect situation. He's a dad character, but he doesn't have kids. So he could still be, you know what I mean? He's still a heartthrobby, yeah. but like he's a dad character. And now this whole generation of people is going to recognize him. So it's like the next 20 years of his career is off and running. Jim Carrey, like, okay, he doesn't need it anymore, right? He's accomplished everything he's ever needed, but it's almost too bad, right? Because like <laughs> all these kids know yeah, who he is. Like he, he, he was great 
in like the nineties and eighties or whatever or nineties, yeah. And then there was a dip where he did some like he did some great serious work. Like I Truman Show was still one of my favorites and I stand by I'm in it right now. People and that are fucking was watching within me. five years of his but, big break. Like that was pretty yeah. quick. Um but now he's found something else. Yeah. And it's, yeah, again, it, like you said, he's exposed himself to another, a new generation, which is what everyone thought I was doing in the theater when I was sitting down the front that's by what myself. They, yeah, yeah, that's but, So they thought you were finding a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking gross. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he's found something else that makes him happy. He's, he's not going to get any more famous. He's not going to get any more money, relative, you know what I mean, as far as like, he's not, he's not, he's not buying islands. Like, he's, just, that's, he's not going to do that. Can't wait to talk about the unbearable weight of incredible talent or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Massive soon. talent. Yes. That's coming. But all this is great. I'm happy. Yep. I'm happy for John Ralphio getting work. Somehow there's like seven people credited, but I, re- I remember more than that in the movie. But amazing. And we got some actual voice actors doing the, besides Sonic, obviously, but actual like yeah. voice actors doing the work. And Idris Elba, obviously. But of course. Yes. Amazing. And he was funny. It was really funny. Yeah. It was really, really funny. Like he went full Drax. <laughs> like he did not get the jokes. It was, it was full, like it was full Drax funny. And how many times have you seen that explain the joke for the old people character go like so cheesy? Like how many times have yeah. you seen that go wrong? And this one was really funny. This, this one was a forward slapper. You're like, oh, you idiot. Like <laughs> you were right along for the ride. And they actually teased it with the handshake joke. I wonder if they if how mechanical that was. I mean, it's an animated movie, so I imagine it all was. Yeah. But like, broke basically broke Jim Carrey's hand. He does it again to the Agent Stone, and then now you have that like he doesn't get customs kind of like that's like built into his character. <laughs> so then later when Sonic and Tails are and he doesn't get any of the jokes, it's like it's just opening that up. It's not a new thing. Yeah. These people had so much fucking fun writing this movie. They had fun. They like, yeah, and they did it great. This is this will be the benchmark by which all other kids' movies are judged from this point forward. Good. I guess you got to get Paramount Plus if you want to see good kids' movies that aren't on Disney. Or just go to the damn theater. One can only dream. Apparently, there's a outbreak going on right now. Anyway, who knew? Who knows? I hope it might. I don't know. I was, I was looking from January. We'll still see. Hung on. We'll see. We'll see. Like I was looking at the graph the other day, and it's still down there. We haven't spiked. So right. I don't know what this outbreak everyone's reporting on. Maybe maybe it's coming. I don't know. Maybe All I'm right. a couple of days out of date. Well, let's shout out the people before we send. Let's shout out the, the creative team here. So the director was Jeff Fowler, who really wants to do a Super Smash Brothers movie. And he wants the Sonic universe and the Super Smash universe to uh, intersect. Um, is that possible? I, I didn't realize they were the same properties, but. I, I mean, Sony and Marvel work together. Anything's possible. <laughs> our writers, Pat Casey, Josh Miller, John Whittington. Anything else before we head into our recommendations portion no, of this No, I think episode? we've gushed enough about this. God, for God's sake, go and see this movie. It's what awesome. What fun, people. What fun. Sonic Tales, Knuckles, and Shadow. Hopefully all for nice, fun battle in the, the third installment in 2024. If we don't, if we don't get a Sonic Three, I'm gonna be pissed. How can you introduce Shadow and not like it's like? Yeah, it is fun though because yeah. then if they, there isn't one, people are like, what happened? They could be like, blame yourself. <laughs> we were ready to go. <laughs> we didn't get that. It was you. They got after one more weekend, they've already made their budget back. They're gonna two X yeah. it in another week. Like they'll be fine. They'll get it back. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, and, that's not even, there's a, there's a whole list of countries they haven't even opened in yet. Exactly. Exactly. As they'll well. get, they'll, so, they'll yeah. get it. They'll do it. All right. All right, Dave, it's time for us to go around the horn with a quick round of what you've been watching, some recommendations mm. of the week. Dave, what you've been watching? I've been watching season two of Raised by Wolves, the Ridley Scott. I'm, it's not an alien series. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it, it's not, but uh, the like the androids are the same. They've got the milky blood, all that sort of thing. It's, it's set in the same universe, um, and it's it's a slow watch. It's not something I normally enjoy watching, but for some reason I really enjoy watching it, and I think it's because the world building he did, um, where he's really built everything out, and now it's so certain things like it was it's basically the uh, like the atheists and the sun worshippers are the only two groups left on Earth and they're fighting a war. So all these people, like, fuck off to another planet. And it, the, the idea was to get there first so they could conquer it and they'd be the people left standing after they destroy the Earth. So, so all, all, of the yeah. other, all of the other religions have fizzed out by this point? Yeah, they're all worshipping soul. Very like you've got soul and the atheists and just, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting concept, but it is very very sci-fi um and like i'm talking slower than blade runner sci-fi so sure. it's it's definitely an acquired taste but what give ne- it a look it's a, it's very uh that is hbo max it's uh very stylized um and i also rewatched uh the last starfighter this week <laughs> i went right back right back it still holds up it's awesome shit and it will never be remade. <laughs> I have an idea of how to remake it, like I. But there's no point putting it down because they apparently the right, like the guy who wrote it or something, held on to the rights, so they they can never remake this. Someday he'll pass on, and those rights will. Because he, he knew what what fucks Hollywood were like. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Anything else to add to the pot? Nope. What have you been watching? Well, I'm on a TV kick. So after our, we, our episode last week, I was like, I want to, I want to start a new show because this is Emmy dump season. So like all these goddamn shows are coming out right now, and we're a movie podcast, and I really want to watch movies, but I don't <laughs> want to be left out of conversation because it's it's impossible to catch up. It's impossible, or it's impossible to stay up to date with everything that's coming out. So I watched the um, the. Oh my god! I knew I knew I was gonna forget the name of it. I watched the um, the trailer to the s- the Adam Scott Ben. Um, the beer is like just hitting me right this very second. I could literally feel it hitting me. <laughs> uh, the Ben Stiller. Let me se- help. Severance. <laughs> right. I have been hearing nothing but good things about this, and I like I'm I'm almost tempted to get Apple Plus just so I can watch it. So it I, is... I don't know where I was in my line of thought. Well, now I remember my password. I'm not going to share it with you after the shit you said about me during the Coda episode. <laughs> not during about Coda, but we were talking about my settings and stuff. Okay. Um, I... you didn't, did you listen to the episode after that? I kept going. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I remember. Get out of here. Fuck. Okay. So I, um, I watched the trailer for Severance, and I felt like it gave a little bit too much away. And I was like, I wish – I, I was just like – and I posted the thing, I reposted the thing on Instagram today. It was like the, the famous guy that holds signs up. And it was like, stop giving away the whole movie in the trailer. I thought that for severance. Because if, <laughs> if if I didn't, there was like a little twisty thing, which maybe there's more twists to come. But I was like, oh, I wish I didn't see that in the um, trailer. Apparently there is. I'm sure there's a million twists. Like but I was super big, apparently. So I, anyway, like maybe the one I saw was a mini twist, but I was like, no. And so there's so many um, based on. I've seen nothing based at on, all. 
I hadn't either. I, I listened to an interview yeah. with Adam Scott, and I, not, yeah, and I still didn't think I knew anything. So I, I started We Crashed. Ah, okay. Because I'm like, I was really curious about the story. I remember when that article came out in 2019 that said, like, this the CEO's fucking everything up for we we work and they're about to oh they're yeah to uh, I was uh, no I can't talk about that I'm under an NDA for that oh my uh, god that's so funny <laughs> oh. yeah but I, I was I was uh, that's my in the room where it happened fucking funny uh, <laughs> oh my god because uh, you, have, uh-huh. you, you, have yeah. an, you have an NDA yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't say anything that, either. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to push you at risk of your NDA but that's that's hilarious um. People at home are like, what the fuck? Uh, so anyway, yeah. I watch I watch Re Crash and it's great. And honestly, anybody who's on the fence about Jared Leto, this he'll he'll he redeems himself in this. He's really really good in this. And Hathaway plays a very unlikable character, so she has an uphill battle. But ultimately, you know, it, but it's Jared Leto's hmm. show, and he's fantastic. And Atlanta, I forget if I said that last. Did I say that last time? You did. You said that last okay. week. Yeah. So then Halo, Halo, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Dave, I'm really I'm yeah. In. I'm in. I know. I'm yeah. I'm three episodes in now, and I'm just like. Give me more. Give me the thing. All of it. I'm mad because I searched on my smart TV because I wanted to do it in the highest setting. My smart TV has a higher Uh S4K and my Apple TV doesn't. And fucking Samsung was like, oh, this is available on Paramount Plus. And I was like, good. Sonic is. This is perfect. So I'll start my one week free trial and then I'll watch Halo and Sonic. And I, it's I, only three episodes. And, well, it's only three episodes so far, but I, I, I registered through Amazon. But I'm pissed. I'm fucking pissed because I tried to get it on my device because I loved Halo so much hmm. that I was like, I want to download it to my iPad and watch this on the road. I know I should see it on the big screen, but like, I, I want to see what's happening next. It's really good. Halo's really good. You said that last week, but I'm fucking yeah. in. And I realized that I signed up through Amazon and I was just fucking mad because I didn't even have the option. It didn't even tell me like pick sign up at paramount plus through mm. amazon or on its own so I like it automatically did it through amazon i'm pissed so i'm gonna cancel after my one week is up but luckily my one week yeah. ends on wednesday Have and wednesday's uh, when the next episode of halo comes out so i'm gonna cancel okay. right after I, I, I see episode four i think i've thrown this out before but like go to your apple tv app and scroll down about uh three lines and they have all the like networks that you can buy for a month for like 9.99 and you just you pay ninety nine nine ninety nine. You cancel it straight away, and you get the you get it for the month. You get all of them for the month. Um, no, you like it's per network. But if something's coming out you want to watch, yeah, you can pay your ten bucks, and you get a month's worth of the network. So here's what I'm gonna do because Halo is gonna have ten episodes because it ends in May nineteenth, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna cancel my one week subscription, and I'm gonna be patient, and then at the beginning of May. Then I'll pay for my month. <laughs> you want to know what's going to be absolute fucking torture? Is uh, that's I'm in Australia at that point, and we've we've actually booked a, a stay at the Daintree in Australia, where there is no Wi-Fi, no TV, no not we're in a rainforest in a fucking treehouse basically. So I will not be able to see the end of Halo until I get back from the home country. Is that going to um? I feel I feel bad for. I feel bad for Therese here that she has to deal with you while you're. No, she's uh, just as hooked as I am. You're basically going. She's hooked on this thing too. You two are basically going to be going through withdrawal while you're on your vacation. Yeah, yeah. Halo's great, everybody. That's moral of the story is Halo's great. That's all right. We'll go down the beach, fight some crocs. You're right. (laughs) So those are my recommendations for the week. That's it. That's all I got. Anything else before we send the people on their way? Let's send them on their way. All right. Until next time, film fans. Thanks for sticking with us. 